Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. The sliders aren't working. <laughs> the sliders are not working. <laughs> I turned it all the way down on the board, for the record. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying our song right now. <laughs> thoroughly. Broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. I'm Aaron Flores. I forgot to say that. And we are also the show that brings you somewhat irreverent intros and also irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks, and today, biking for causes and riding in heels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> today we have Jesse Blanchard in... Uh, to talk with us. Hi. Jesse, hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? We are, we are doing well, yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. So we'll be talking a bit about um, writing for causes a bit later in the show here, but first let's catch up on the week. Sure. How's it been, Aaron? Not too bad. How's your whole after Whole30, <laughs> sort of still Whole30 going? It's still Whole30. You it's know, like a Whole38 now, right? Yeah, this this reintroduction thing is... is uh, it's a whole curveball that I didn't realize. Like, I thought after Whole30, everything was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But you have to do this whole reintroduction where, you're like, you know, I can have grains. Oh, but then you're back on Whole30 for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then you can have dairy. And then you're back on Whole30 for Interesting. a Interesting. Is it is it like a gateway to try to get people to Whole60 or Whole90 yet? <laughs> They're just like, screw it. That's too much work to stop. I'm just going to keep yeah, going. Just, I, I will be honest. I kind of like the, the quote-unquote Whole30... Um, like food lifestyle or whatever mm-hmm. uh, it's not very um hospitable though mm. like if someone were to make me something for example if someone were to grab a nice aloe vera drink for me because they <laughs> they <laughs> forgot the kombucha that they bought earlier um I, I have to read the label and go no i can't have this even if it didn't have cane sugar by the way it still mm-hmm. has honey oh. which i cannot have yet Double um, duo. Any sweeteners. And we, we were talking about this earlier. It's <laughs> it's awfully silly. It's tricky, though, because sugar is in almost everything these days. Oh. I, or at least just if you're talking like processed foods or foods you could get at most it's, stores. I found out this is the one exception to mm-hmm. the Whole30 only because it's so it's almost unavoidable. Um, it's in iodized salt. Really? Mm. Yes. There is a type of desk dextrose that keeps salt or keeps the iodine hmm. uh, bonded with the salt and mm-hmm. so it's not included as an ingredient i don't think because um, it's just such a base level process right okay right. um but it is a type of sugar nice which is interesting so you can't even have the salt to counterbalance the lack of sugar that's, that's the one exception In- oh it is <laughs> that's okay the one exception excellent, excellent because both salt and iodine are kind of necessary to live yep you know, or at least for a quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's awfully silly sometimes where, you know, you can have applesauce, but you can't use applesauce as a sweetener. Mm. And I was introduced to a phrase that is really uh, specific to this Whole30 culture that I, I often use because it's, you know, and by the way, if you are listening and you're doing the whole 30 thing, I'm sorry if this might offend you, but also kind of take what you're doing with a little bit of irreverence, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> once again, it's not very hospitable. But also, like, there, there's this phrase I learned called 
SWIPO, S-W-Y-P-O, okay. uh, stands for, I'll wait till you swallow there, oh, uh, sex with your pants on. <laughs> As applies to Whole30. As it applies to food. Interesting. If you use, <laughs> if you use huh? a, even a Whole30 approved ingredient in a Whole30 unapproved way, for example, shame using, on you. Using, uh, using, um, applesauce as a sweetener for like say a quote-unquote whole 30 friendly muffin the travesty that's sex with your pants on because (laughs) (laughs) what you're doing is you're replacing this thing that was quote that was originally unhealthy for you you know Mm. bread and grain and sugar and and all this stuff that you would have in this muffin Mm. you're replacing it with like things that are are somewhat good for you approved for you but you're still like lusting after Mm. after this thing and so, so they they came up with this phrase called "sex with your pants on," because <laughs> it's it's essentially that um, to them. And I I I think it's hilarious. I love using it improperly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So Anyways. so the real question is: Does the whole thirty prohibit actual sex with your <laughs> pants on? Um, there's got to be a rule. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring it to the moderators, right? So the fine print the fine print that you missed at the bottom was oh by the way yeah. there's there's a like stepping well, down or a stage down period at the end here. There's these really cool like uh, snack bars, Lara bars, mm. and RX bars. Again, like their their ingredients are like natural whole thirty ingredients. They don't have sugar. It's just like nuts, berries, apples, mm-hmm. fig fig paste or figs like all pressed into this bar but because it's pressed into a bar Mm. form Mm. you're snacking you're you're uh uh continuing these bad habits that got you into this quote-unquote unhealthy place to begin with wait so is that still sex with your pants on that is swipo wow (laughs) have you had experience with the the whole 30 diet no i've just heard about it a lot about it but yeah i don't know (laughs) is it is it like psyching you up right now right (laughs) am i I really selling this for you (laughs) just wondering what kind of ritualistic dances and stuff you have to do before you eat too and possibly that's got to be the sounds very dogmatic and religious like (laughs) yeah it can be and you know, I I kind of take these things with a grain of salt, and and you know maybe I'm not well non non iodine salt. salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, I take this with a grain of Himalayan sea salt, <laughs> naturally procured. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's people who are like really strict whole thirties, and you know, great, good for you. You found a thing that works for you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, that I can't do that. Mm. I I've cheated in. In so many ways, with, <laughs> with I've had sex with my pants on so many times. With you food. had sex with some aloe vera juice a couple a couple episodes ago, but that one, that particular one, didn't have any other additives oh, okay. other than just like aloe vera and water. Okay, I got the, I got the better one that last yeah. that last time. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious because Jane and I were talking about this a little bit in terms of uh, diets as a generational relief, and so like for my parents or explain generational relief uh like seeking solutions but but in a generational context uh 
so like I remember the Atkins diet where a lot of people were really big on that, but then it came out that it was actually a pretty severe health concern. And sure. so she was uh, mentioning it in reference to um, insurance and that insurance companies would actually ask like, do you take or do you prescribe to the Atkins diet? Because it was an actual risk factor for whether or oh, not they would insure like for you. for a heart attack and whatnot. Yeah, it, I'm not sure what it raised or lowered to some degree that it was statistically significant enough for them to ask that question. But it, it occurred to me that it actually has been a very long time since I've heard somebody talk about the Atkins diet or, or sort of um, describe their experience with it. And so I was wondering if maybe like, and I could be off on this, but it feels like diets such as the Whole30, I'm just wondering uh, like what the sticking power is, because that's always kind of one of my curiosities when sure. I hear about new ways to sort of approach eating or to approach, I guess, any aspect of life in that regard um what it's like staying power is or like is is the whole 30 the atkins of our generation where like we're talking and we're very focused on it now but if you ask like, like my kid now. or something 30 years from now they'll be like what are you talking about <laughs> so yeah just curious if you if or if anyone for that matter um feels like the whole 30 is here to stay or, or do you think it's a, a generational well, thing or maybe maybe i'm just thinking about it in a, a different context. A lot of people who do Whole30 and like kind of want to continue that often convert to paleo Okay, because the two are very similar. Would paleo um, be considered like a, a parental component of the Whole30? Like the Whole30 exists within paleo or they're still two separate things? You know, I think the two are pretty congruous okay. um, other than the fact that, you know, Whole30 is, you know, over a period of time and mm. paleo is like indefinite, you know, mm. people will commit to this as as a complete lifestyle change. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm no not whole- sure what the major differences are, mm-hmm. in all honesty. Um, but, well, I know with Whole30, you can't have alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know with paleo, like even, um, even though you can't have like beer because it's a grain, mm-hmm. ciders are okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But, but a lot of people will, will gravitate towards that. And I, I, now that you put it in that context, I wonder if paleo is the generation mm. relief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That could very um, well be. Yeah. It's interesting. I I feel like I want to start a clock on, on the on, like because these things come and go. Long, I mean, it's how long? How long does Paleo have? Have like let's, let's start a let's start a pool now. I guess it sounds like I'm saying Paleo will at some point in time expire, or, or same with the whole thirty. And that's not necessarily what I mean to say. Other than um, yeah, I, I just always get really fascinated by these yeah. trends because they uh sort of pop up and it's they can go so many different directions. It's curious to see like pogs, for example, when was the last time you heard of pogs? Uh, Like what's a fad (laughs) and what has like staying power or so? You know, the funny thing is, is when you say pog, I often go straight to the juice, Mm. which is where it came from. You know, like they, they were these like bottle caps for, uh, for uh, passion, orange, guava juice. Um, B-O-G. Yeah. And uh, living in Hawaii, like Mm -hmm. that was, it was all over. Okay. And you, you didn't think of pog as a as a thing mm-hmm. of uh, like you know you stack these. It was uh, just itself. It was just it was a juice. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever. Uh, I should I should check it out. I should check it out. <laughs> Guava. I'm always a fan of. Pog is good. Yeah, it is tasty. Absolutely. <laughs> well, keep us up to date on your <laughs> dieting adventures. I don't, I don't know. I often like, I often Sprocket wonder, podcast like, listeners I, bashing their heads against their earbuds. Yeah. Talk about bikes, damn it. <laughs> so do you, is, uh, 
is biking sex between or what is it sex with pants <laughs> on <laughs> like you're 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 generating I excess was energy where are you going with this <laughs> um no i don't i don't know how they would how they would view biking in in that context because biking's a pretty bar oriented sport <laughs> <laughs> they encourage like taking up new habits okay. um as a way to to kind of sublimate some of the quote unquote withdrawal that you have mm. from from these habits of like sitting and snacking like that's that's one of the major sticking points after reading some of the forums which you know i don't know how how much good i did myself reading forums anyway mm -hmm. but um that was one of the major things I, I found that they they come back to is like you know you have these unhealthy habits quote-unquote unhealthy mm -hmm. habits of like sitting and snacking yeah and that's the real like reaction that a lot of people come to uh whole 30 from it's okay. like yeah i found myself sitting at home and watching tv and and just lo and behold a whole bag of potato chips was gone and, yum you know <clears throat> yeah i'm like great wow <laughs> you, you succeeded man i can usually only get halfway through but you did it <laughs> uh yeah. Today I could have had Juanitas. I'm allowed. Ooh. Today is is non gluten grains. Yeah, and if you're gonna have any chip, for those of you not in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> yeah. if it's gonna be a tortilla chip, Juanitas are Juanitas where it's at. are the are the best. Man. I'm I'm so I glad that the uh, the flavors have continued to expand. Really? Yeah. I am of two minds of this. Okay. Yeah. Give us give us the scoop. Well, because the original Juanitas were so great mm -hmm. that like. It's, it's, you can't improve on that. Mm -hmm. And while the flavors are, I will begrudgingly say good, <laughs> they're still not the original Juanitas. Sure, and it's sure. almost like, it's almost like when, when Coke became new Coke in okay. the 80s. I don't know. This, I might be dating Did myself. Did you like Juanitas before they were cool, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will not go so far as to say that, but I will say I liked them before they were flavors. That's a that's know. a definite demarcation. Yeah, Jesse, what do you have to say about flavors? I'm not a big fan of flavored chips. I like okay. the basic, and because you can do all sorts of stuff. You can eat because you can dip them in shit. Dip it in stuff. You could, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm. I have to be the odd one out in the room. <laughs> so I I take the flavored ones and I still dip them in shit. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's like two shit like. Two good things. Uh, <laughs> also, at the same time, I I I think the reason I like the flavored ones and I've been happy to see more of them is that there was a period of time where I ate Juanitas probably two ish times a day. Uh, oh yeah, because they're fantastic and they were available close by to where I was residing, yes. and so for me it was um, one of the saddest like food stories of my last four years was when I got to the point where dare I say it, I almost got tired of Juanita's <laughs> chips. And so when the flavors came out, it was a perfect way to reinvigorate like my love of this <laughs> this perfect chip. And by the time I got sick of the flavored ones, the regular ones tasted just fine again. By the way, if you don't live in the Pacific Northwest and you're wondering like what the yeah. like If you want a real is. reason to come to Portland, <laughs> like a real, like a true reason, Come yeah. taste our chips. Come taste come taste Juanita's corn chips, tortilla chips. They're they, fantastic. They are delicious. You don't even need to dip them in stuff. It's great to do it, but mm. you don't really need it. You know when you've got like the perfect bag of Juanita's chips when the grease, yep. like the oil yep. is beating up on yep. the inside of the bag. 
Oh, you just, you can tell. Yes. This probably sounds... That's where the flavor is. It is. (laughs) It's locked in the grease. (laughs) So this is either like the worst uh, not infomercial or the best not infomercial for Juanita's chips. Either way, um, take, take the Juanita's challenge. Don't take our word for it. Come have some for yourself. Yeah. But first, you got to come to Portland. It's true. We should have uh, a, ooh, there's an idea, a Juanita's ride. I wonder how far their, their campus River is. Hood River is where, yeah. is where they're at, right? Ooh, tempting. That's not, that's a bikeable distance. Yeah. What is that, like 60 miles? Right maybe? around, right yeah. around. I see potential. Make an overnight. <laughs> Indeed. You could stay at Thunder Island. You could, yeah, you'd have to go, I guess you'd have to go Hood River and then back and if then you. And back, yeah. but. But if you're a fan of late and loud train noises, it's a good, then, Thunder, right. Thunder Island it's a good overnight, is where it's at. though. Yeah, yeah. Have you been out to Thunder Island? No, I haven't. But yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Do you, do you get out for a lot of rides around Portland? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of, of course, Pedalpalooza and um, Thursday night rides and stuff like that. But yeah, um, do centuries mm-hmm. like for causes yeah like we're um the reach the beach and the ride defeat als okay so i haven't done or actually i haven't done either of those but i've heard a lot also about reach the beach how has been or how has your experience been with that one uh it's really lovely especially once you get to the little nahalem river mm-hmm. and great you're river just, oh and you're just going along with it and yeah it's really gorgeous then Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole ride's really great, and then you get to the beach, and yeah, this is so. a eighty some mile, a hundred. Right? Oh no, it's more. Oh wow, oh, yeah, hundred four miles, mostly road, all road, all road. Uh, you're actually on the highway for I want to say like five miles. Is it the highway that sort of passes from uh, I want to say Florence, like out towards? I might be a bit south there in terms of the Halen Bay. Yeah, I. You know what? I get turned around every time we get to that highway, and I never oh, yeah. know what the highway is. <laughs> Your I'm experience like, mirrors mine. <laughs> yes. Every time I'm like, oh, oh, we're on the highway now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. the coast is nebulous. I feel like whether driving or biking along, um, and this is coming from somebody who spent a year living on the coast. Like I always mix up the town order, no matter how hard I try. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get. I, I can do it by pockets. Like when you get towards uh, Lincoln City or Pacific City, it's like, all right, I'm pretty familiar with this little section. And then you go through this like time warp in between, and you're like, what Newport? How did this happen? <laughs> and like I just forget everything in between. Um, but the coast is also, I guess, nice in that way because it's so similar yet dissimilar between mm-hmm. each location that each has its own little uh, like special spot. I guess you'd say. Yeah. So you you've biked the coast. I have, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my goals eventually. Oh, nice! Is to be able to do the ride up and down one hundred and one. Yeah, absolutely. No. Do, you, do you know if you're planning on doing it sort of like border to border or doing a Portland trip? I have no idea. I haven't I haven't uh, routed it out yet. Okay, but yeah, that's a really to, fun ride. I have to get geared up to do the whole camping thing too because okay. I don't really have the gear for that yet. Gotcha. So. Yeah, there's um, also lots of way to do it with like minimal gear, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm sure that like oh, lots yeah. of people. What's that? Well, there's warm showers. Warm showers, <laughs> yeah. For example, uh, don't have to do the do that. the uh, credit card touring per se. Um, yeah. Although that's certainly an efficient route. Uh, otherwise, the what sort of got you interested in doing the coastal route? 
it just looks gorgeous. Yeah. Honestly, like, and, and it looks, it looks like the infrastructure is built up really well mm-hmm. to accommodate two bikers out there. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people do it and it looks a lot safer than, you know, just trying to find my own route. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But, did your did your rides with the group ride there sort of spur your interest for that, or has yeah. that been something you've wanted to do for a while? Yeah, that spurred it more once once you do like a big group ride like that at a century, you realize, oh, this really isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Like you just get used to it. And yeah, you're like okay. Um, I have had scary instances on that uh, during those rides, though. Okay, on the little. Um, on the river roads mm-hmm. when we get out into the woods because you know it's very tight anyway for cars and so they're fighting against like all these lines of bikes and then they get up to you and they try to get around okay. but then there's another car yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah so there's been some scary instances there but nobody's been like seriously heard or, or I, at least i haven't heard i haven't anything. heard it no okay do they is that a type of ride where people would take the lane while they're riding through or do people mostly just stick over to the side once it gets dispersed uh yeah usually to the side i mean sometimes i'll take the lane if it's a big curve and Mm -hmm. i know i'm going downhill and i'm no going fast enough Mm -hmm. but sometimes i move over just a little bit because they'll the other cars usually typically will go on the other line on straightaways Mm -hmm. but yeah those curves i definitely get in the center because i'm like well you know if you're gonna try to go over a double solid line around a curve it's almost yeah. safer for them if you for the drivers if you take the lane. On yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like nope, this is where mm-hmm. I'm at. Um, I feel I feel like I've wanted in the past week I've had some very like stiff interactions with people while being in the lane, um, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's it made me almost want to get a bumper sticker that says like, no, it's cool, I can be here. Like, <laughs> like don't worry, just don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> my destination starts on 11th. It ends on 11th. I will be biking 11th between both yeah. points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this was not a beer mongers round. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which. Speaking of though, yes. Uh, we, you can take, if you are going, coming from the north end of Portland, you can take 11th. You can. Down to Southeast Division and then a block east would be 12th. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there, at the corner of Southeast Division and 12th, is... The Beer Mongers. Yes. And also, courtesy of the Beer Mongers, we have some wonderful beverages in the studio for this evening. Jesse, what are you enjoying over there? Is this Expat IPA? That would be it, it, yes. Am I saying that? Okay. Yes. And it's from Rubens Brews in Seattle. So, 8% alcohol. it's a high gravity day (laughs) that it is well hey you're in ipa territory and and more accurately you're in portland ipa territory (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so while not necessarily from portland yep i'm i'm a label person so that one just appealed to me Uh, (laughs) i am enjoying a bald peak ipa from mcminnville oregon from golden valley brewery uh, established in 1993 and let's see ah 7.2 percent so Doing, we're doing okay here. <laughs> Nothing up in the nines. <laughs> Aaron would be enjoying a, a wonderful kombucha, but I, it's uh, true. I did forget it this it's morning. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I, I've got two for know. you for next week. There you go. I'll double. I'll double fist next week. There you go. <laughs> 
Well, thank you to the beer mongers. Always appreciate the support. Um, and I was talking with Sean, and he had mentioned that they have unannounced specials on game nights. And so oh. um, he, he, he thought... And they it, also have games with sound. They do, yeah. yeah. If you are a sports yeah. person and you have not gone yet to the beer mongers, check it out. It's a great place to watch sports, uh, especially local games. There's a really good crowd there. And um, their bartenders will pick a tap and discount it heavily. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, which That's one is cool. it? And he's like, well, we kind of just choose. So yeah, if you want a great <laughs> deal on some beer and a great crowd to hang it out and share with the beer mongers nice. on Southeast 12th and Division. So wow. you also mentioned the ALS ride. Um, tell us a little bit about what that is. So the ALS uh, Ride to Defeat ALS, um, which happens this year in July, July 14th, um, is there's a century. There's different legs. So you can do like a century or I'm trying to think. I think it goes like 70 and then 40. I there's can a few tiers there. Yeah. Yep. And there's also a walk, too. So you can also okay. walk. um and that goes around Mount Angel and Silverton, um, so like all that Salem area. 50 miles south mm-hmm. of Portland? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're actually going through a lot of hops fields, too. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. So you get to see all the hops growing at the height of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, they go through a major park right there, which is actually really nice. It goes along the, I want to say the Willamette. Uh, no. No, that's not it. I can't remember the river. But there's a river Part of it's on a river ride. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so last year was my first year doing it. Okay. Um, I had done the Reach the Beach and then that century. So I'd done two centuries last Mm -hmm. year. Um, And it was really important to me because uh, my mother had ALS. Um, She just passed this year. Okay. Um, But it's very, you know, I decided why not support this cause because it's close to home and yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a gorgeous ride. It's, it's in the height of summer though. That is the one thing. Oh, <laughs> not wear enough sunscreen. Mm. Bring plenty of water. Yeah. Oh yes. So yeah, it's, it's actually a really pretty flat ride. There's quite a few hills in the very beginning. Um, but it's pretty smooth. It's all in farmland. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Big seller that everybody talks about when I started doing it. Everybody's like, oh, you got to get the uh, strawberry shortcake. So there's a stop at a strawberry farm. Okay. And they give you this giant strawberry shortcake. Oh, like nobody wow. could mm, finish it. Right I was on. like, everybody was getting halves. And even still, that was a lot. Just giant ice cream on top of shortcake and what? tons of straw. That's fresh what handlebar bags are for. You just mm-hmm. put it right in your handlebar bag. You yeah. can eat it. Or, or if you're Brock, it's what hands are for. Kind of hang on to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a really great ride. I'm going to do it again this year, of course, and try to do it, mm-hmm. you know, as many years as possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so with that ride being so close to you, had you planned on doing a century prior to that or or was it on your radar previously and then that just became um, more relevant and, and more a, a thing that you wanted to latch on to? Yeah. So actually, it's funny. Um, a friend of mine, acquaintance, I ran into at the end of Reach the Beach. We were okay. at the beach and we were talking and he actually told me about this because he worked for a company that did um 
equipment for people with ALS. So he did like medical equipment. Mm -hmm. And so he did a lot with that ride before. And he told me about that. And that was like a few months after really realizing that this was going on with my mom. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? It was, it felt, it actually felt like he was supposed to be telling me about this ride Mm -hmm. in a weird way. So yeah, I hadn't planned on doing another century. Like I'd only done reach the beach. Like I think that was like my third year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'd only done the century. Actually, yeah, that was the only year I'd done the century. Before I'd done like the 80 and the 50. So I'd only done those like, so. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't plan on doing another century. It it used to scare me, actually, to do 100 miles. I was going to say, I, like, I, don't, I haven't done a century in a couple of years. I've, I've never <laughs> and you're done like, a century. You're like just, <laughs> just saying like, yeah, and I did a century and then I did this century. Like you're just throwing these numbers out. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, what? like like nothing. It's it's great. I think once you get used to it, you just get used to it. Though it's weird. The people that there are riders though that I see from Reach the Beach that are going back in the other direction once they get to the beach, they do like two hundred oh, miles. No, mm-hmm. yes, wow. and I'm like, oh, are they? Yeah, they're heading back the other way. Like, mm-hmm. wait, and it just occurs to me, like, do you guys stay the night at the beach then, or does somebody like take you back? Well, I know you can get bus rides back. So if you oh, do okay. it, they have shuttle buses back to the Beaverton location. Um, I don't know if they stop at the other start points, but um, no, we usually get a place out there. Oh, There's okay. a campground not up, not far up on Pacific City that some people go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes we'll just get a house, hopefully with a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> just relax the muscles yeah. a little have, bit. Have you ever had a chance to hike Cascade Head out near Pacific City? I feel like maybe. Okay. I get confused with the name sometimes. Yes, definitely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, if you, if you ever end up in Pacific City, that's a really excellent afternoon hike there. Okay. Um, although probably after a hundred miles, your, your desire to hike <laughs> maybe, well, probably more than zero percent, but, but much less Pretty than low. five, I would imagine. <laughs> I had a friend who went with us last year who, after we got done, was like, I'm going to go jog like 10 miles. I'm like, no, who uh, are you? <laughs> what are you doing? But she, yeah, she's an avid, like, she does tons of marathons and mm-hmm. things. Okay. So, yeah, I think her goal is Ironman. Okay. Yeah. So you'd mentioned being a little bit uh, scared or a little bit uh, trepidant. Uh, trepidatious trepidatious thank you about um starting up what were some of those concerns and and did you find yourself overcoming them through the course of the ride or did you sort of get those sorted out ahead of time i think the biggest fear was not finishing okay and And that's a big fear that a lot of people have especially for an event of that length yeah because i've i've known so sometimes it's really cold like especially for the reach the beach is in i think march Mm mm-hmm and so you've got that really cold early morning. Yeah. And I've known people whose legs have just cramped up because of the cold because, yeah, they yeah. weren't able to. So, yeah, that was that was always a fear of just not being able to finish bike breaking down mm-hmm. and like just kind of being stuck, which actually happened with the ALS ride. I was on mile 98 tire blue. Whoa. Oh. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I'll just call and just get someone to take me two miles. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of fixing this the tire now. to the finish. I guess, it, yeah. yeah, if it blows out in mile 50, you're like, well, hey, here we go. Let's fix it. But yeah. <laughs> but two miles to the finish line, I'm like, oh, okay. For sure. For sure. 
Was there anything else that you had sort of concerns about or anything that you'd, you'd found yourself overly concerned about yet turned out not to be as big of an issue? No, I think I think that was actually it. Okay. It was just not finishing or just having like a major bike malfunction and just being stuck somewhere. Gotcha. So, but the, the bike malfunction thing, you know, all these rides are supported by staff and they have crews that you know go back and forth to make sure nobody's like mm-hmm. lost and which is you know i think that got me into wanting to do longer line rides solo i mean this was helpful because i'm like okay there's support staff and well there's tons of food but <laughs> i <laughs> always a like, plus yeah so Come for the whole 30th century anyway yeah. <laughs> but yeah that that got me like it was a little bit safer to just try to start doing longer trips on my bike. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, before I was, you know, I'll do, like, 20 miles in town, like, do the bike pathways and stuff like that, just mm-hmm. solo. But, like, then you start talking about 50, 70, 100, mm-hmm. and it gets a little scarier because you're on the road longer by yourself. So yeah. this has kind of, like, started to bridge me into being able to do longer roads solo. Mm-hmm. What did it feel like when you crossed the finish line, like the first time that you did your first century? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just being able to um, reach the beach, you think that those last four miles, you're like, oh, it's only four more miles. Yay. I've already, because it's 104. So you're like, oh, only four more miles. But you get to the coast and what happens? Tons of wind. Oh, So right. you're like... <laughs> Oh, I am not biking uphill. I'm biking on a straightaway, but there's so much wind. This mm-hmm. is just, yeah. Um, and, it, and it's helping you too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And then for the ALS one, because it was so emotionally connected to my life, the finish felt like, yeah, pretty much I got pretty emotional on that mm-hmm. one. Just, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Understandably. But, and you yeah. said that's coming up in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pack more sunscreen. Do this again then. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have to sign up here soon, probably to get the early bird registration. And oh yeah, absolutely. I um I actually have never ridden a century. I've done a lot of like very long distance touring, Mm -hmm. but uh, the days where I rode longer were because of my mistakes rather than my ambition to actually ride that distance uh so you can do like a mistake century right well it's gonna have to be at this point (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i i um on a tour you get done with a long day and i i know some folks who are going like um for for distance over pretty much any other variable and i've always been much more of a like nope let's go slow like smell the roses Mm, if if we flat out we flat out if we stop we stop um so i'm kind of waiting for it to occur naturally um but so far the best i've done is like 70 something (laughs) so i'm still pretty good for a day yeah yeah that was because of the 20 mile mistake on the route (laughs) but (laughs) you know a 50 mile day 70 mile day it's all kind of the same do you um have any advice for someone who rides a lot but but might not necessarily have done a century yet or any any tips to prepare how can you get guthrie to do a century yeah i'm, I'm looking for century <laughs> suggestions here just add 10 miles like do like every weekend or every other weekend and just add 10 miles to okay. your like yeah just start like 20 then 30 then 40 then and you Ramp can do up. that around town like you can just take loops and just you know and then then the one thing that I was always afraid of was the hills. Mm. 
So like when I get closer to my distance goal, then I'll start trying to add in like elevation goals mm-hmm. and just really like, yeah. And then those rollers, have you guys seen the rollers? To like yeah, yeah. roll out oh, your calves? Yes. Those really those are work. amazing. Those are amazing. That that was I've, a saving grace. I've always been I've always been kind of hesitant to use mm. them. Mm-hmm. Like, part of me was like, is this just modern day voodoo? Is this maybe <laughs> voodoo isn't the right word? Like snake oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, this really yeah. like doing anything? But you it swear feels by so it. good. Yeah. yeah. My but you friend look who... so cool doing it. Like, does <laughs> Do it matter? I? Does Do it, I? <laughs> you get, you, you, I don't know. You put on those dark sunshades and you sit out in Lad Circle for the Lads 500, just rolling those calves. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> I dare you to say something, right? <laughs> but you, you say that. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. My friend who I was telling you like ran ten miles right after we had gotten done. Like she brought that along. Mm. And so, and what is what is the purpose of this thing? Like, is it like a massage? Like, what is it's happening like, here? It's got little nubs on it, uh-huh. and so it kind of like breaks down all the um, all the lactic acid and kind of moves everything around, so you're not getting stiff. And okay. yeah, it just kind of like works out everything so that yeah, gives them a little bit of a break and like mm-hmm. just keeps them all loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any centuries that you might not be currently participating in, but that you have interest in for the future? I want to do the. There, I think there's one that goes to Seattle, right? I can't remember the that one. The STP, Seattle to Portland ride? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about that's that. That's a double century. Oh, is it really? Two, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's 200 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. More more so. I think it's like 220-something, maybe? I it's 212. Pretty big of feet. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a lifetime goal of mine, too. Mm. Mm. You what? should... You like, should do it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't train for shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we're Aaron gonna do sixty miles like, today. Okay, I guess I'm doing sixty miles today, and like, I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna feel afterwards, but I'll make myself do it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about like these these longer rides. Like, I want to do STP. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna train for it. I don't have the motivation to train for it. Yeah. I think I just gotta like sort of put it date on the calendar and just be like okay i guess it. i'm gonna do it now and like then, would would you ride it with the ride ride or would you just oh yeah do you definitely just do the route? okay definitely i would love to like actually bike up to seattle mm-hmm. like camp along the way and then ride down with the ride nice afterwards get your warm-up in on the way up. <laughs> right 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 i mean like i would take like a week to do this yeah like, like maybe take like three four days to get up to seattle and then like you know, rock down with yeah. all my stuff still strapped onto my bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That'd be a good way to do it. Um, for my first bike tour I ever did, I, I reverse engineered the STP. So I've technically ridden the route, but it wasn't during the race time. Oh, yeah. So if you can beat nine days up to <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> you're doing pretty good I there. I, I think I can do that. Yeah. I have seen some really good routes. Um, some of the most recent ones I've seen are folks who are going to go out towards St. Helens and then they'll kind of cut up the cascades there. And if oh. you have more time than you have um, desire to to go quickly, it seems like some of the back roads near the mountains are actually a really fantastic way to make that happen. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly which route they took, but scenery, cascades, yeah. no I-5 corridor. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I thought about the islands out in the oh, Puget. Yeah. yeah. Doing the all San Juan, yes, mm-hmm. and going from ferry to island, and mm-hmm. then bike around the island, and jump Ooh. another ferry, and then bike. Around. 
Is this yeah. an actual thing or, or like you're just, just I just want to do it. There's oh, there's a lot of rights. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh, that's, I could do this. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Orcas Island in particular has some decent bike infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, it's like the, the only one I've seen that's large enough to really come into its own in terms of road surfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that also makes all the other islands like very enjoyable because they're so small mm-hmm. um, that you're just on these like very small, seldom trafficked roads. Um, yeah, you should totally, totally do that. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good spot to ride. That's one of my goals. Nice. So I just, I have a good friend who we bike all the time and I just have to find time where we can do it together because yeah it's my biking buddy nice (laughs) have you found it pretty easy to find uh like groups to plug into for riding around portland um yeah i mean for the big group rides that usually happen during june i'll usually like meet people and then like meet up with another ride or whatever um but yeah i've really just got my one friend that that's that's our thing that we do together and like we do this like we do reach the beach together she talked me into that okay and then yeah just need to talk her into stp then i know i know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she she also like with cranksgiving and Mm -hmm. like all the other like um we do a lot of uh bike contests too okay like bunch uh, atomic tie events yeah, so, um, uh, what was it? Why am I forgetting the name of it? Bike Scout? Bike Scout, thank you. <laughs> That's we where won. we met. Yes. Yes. Yes, we won Bike Scout this year. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, first place. <laughs> <laughs> what was your team name? Uh, we were the Mustache Riders. Did you? Ev- did everybody have mustaches? We did. We were all dressed as bikers. Nice. Uh, so, motorcycle yeah, bikers. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I supposedly scared some of the judges with my outfit. <laughs> I got a little too... <laughs> a little too biker. Yes. It was funny because we had um, someone write into the show in terms of the um, concept of like bike. And if you say bike in Portland, you typically would oh, think yes. bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our friends in Florida, that would not necessarily be the case. Mm. And so yes, That means motorcycle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, they, they clarified their event and then like, nope, it's, it's still bicycles. <laughs> Just in case anyone is confused, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show here. Um, in terms of the Thursday night ride, so you've been doing that for a while as well? No, I've gone on like a couple throughout okay. the time. But yeah, I always for- I forget on Thursday nights, honestly. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, so close to the weekend. I just, yeah. There have been more than a few occasions where it's gone by my house and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, mm-hmm. shit, it's Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's too late now. I can't yeah. go. <laughs> Grab the bike. Run. <laughs> I during the what was it? The loud and lit ride. Oh yeah. Um that's I'm recalling now that was so like spread out at parts that I I was riding down to meet Jane at work. Came back, thought I knew where it was, gave like wrong directions to at least three people who also couldn't find it. <laughs> and then like rode home, found the tail end of it, and then was like, yep, totally sent you the wrong direction. But like I promise, when I was riding downtown, it was going this it one was, direction. Yeah. I, I, I can't Loudy imagine. Lit is probably the largest, besides the World Naked Bike yeah. Ride, obviously, yeah. the largest like group ride in Petalpalooza. How yeah. how many people would you put it at? Um, I would say close to a thousand, if okay. if not. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's no it's, nowhere near like you know what the ten thousand range that I think they say for WMBR. Uh, WMBR. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like loud and lit. I feel is like the the more 
well, they're both jovial, but it's it's like jovialness in almost the same extent, but for people who don't want to get naked. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're not a fan of the world, and if you do want to get naked at Loud Inlet, like that happens to you. Yeah. (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. I I like the boombox bikes that come out of the Mm. woodwork. Oh yes. Yes. It's been a long. Speaking of goals, it's been a goal of mine to eventually kit out a boombox bike. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm oh, just, I would like, love to help you with some of the electronics on that. Yeah. No, it'd be things. it'd be nice. Like I I that's one of my favorite. So I'd, I'd like lose something and gain something at the same time. Where my favorite thing about going to the larger rides is you can just find whoever's playing the music that you really mm-hmm. like listening to, and then you just like you have a buddy and you mm-hmm. ride with a cohort of buddies who happen to enjoy that soundtrack. Um, and so I've been doing it for so long. I'm like, shoot, I should like throw together a boombox bike of my own. One of these days, I want to put together a a uh, ride where they're all playing one of the same piece. Mm. but like because it's spread out you're gonna have this weird phase shift going on uh, okay and like the so, doppler effect kind right, of right right well and and also because no player actually plays at an exact sync mm-hmm. time like you can you can hit play at the same time mm-hmm. but after a while they'll still deviate mm-hmm. for a while so yeah it'll be really cool to like experience some of that um one of these days i just i want to like get just the right piece whatever that's gonna yeah be. yeah um speaking of deviant or and devious in that respect one of the yeah. songs i wanted to play was yes we have no bananas <laughs> uh-huh. and that would be really funny to put on like at least four or five boom boxes because it would be just like sort of dystopian slash disharmonious yeah and if we were just far enough apart you'd really just throw people for a loop in between <laughs> but that yeah. that's the like uh yeah deviant side of me thinking of like how can we screw with people on bike rides through sound (laughs) well if you have ideas for a boombox bike send them our way or feel free to send them my way because i'm still taking a look at that process (laughs) um before we transition to our calendar and other such was there anything else you'd like to share anything that people should know yes what the hills yes this oh, goes yeah. in, this, like, this like are we gonna talk the... about this we yes. should i'm putting it back in the show notes <laughs> so all right we're good yeah um i think when we met at cranksgiving which was another yeah. one yeah um i had these huge sequin gold boots on that have like three inch heels i want to say at least yes yeah. and you know i get a lot of comments like loud and lit another big huge group bike rides where there's costumes involved everybody's like Oh, how do you? And it's actually really funny because I see other people clipping, which actually clipping in scares me because oh, I'm always man. afraid I'm gonna like <laughs> not be You're able gonna, to pull out yeah. and like. Well, and yeah, the same thing with the heels. Like you get your bike pedal just locked up right back in the heel, and oh. it actually like kind of is like kinda being clipped clip. in. Yeah. yeah, impromptu clip. Yeah, and other other individuals I've met who have who ride in heels as well for these events, they're like, oh yeah, I don't know why everybody's so amazed at this. <laughs> like, it really is super simple. And it like, you get locked into your bike. And the only time I had a problem was one time at uh, the World Naked Bike Ride where I go to get off my bike and my my uh, shoe was so locked in that actually it didn't come up. No. Just like falling off with a clip. So I just... Oh. Right was down. it a low yeah. speed fall? Yeah, well, yeah, because I was standing oh, still okay. when it happened. <laughs> no. That's fortunate. That's fortunate. Yeah. But again, 
being naked and falling is never fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I think, pretty much all I had to talk about. Right there. Uh, favorite group ride from last year? Always Loud and Lit. Yeah. I mean, well, no, actually. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't do the naked bike ride last year. I was out of town. But yes, it's it's always a throw up between the two because yeah. I love being naked in public and it feels like a big fuck you to everybody. That's why I like it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. It feels so rebellious in a way. Yeah. Even, those, even though you're surrounded by a bunch of other naked people. I was going to say, it just seems so normal. Like, yeah. When you're surrounded that, by them. Yeah. Yeah. If you break off, know. by the way. And you're riding by yourself to go home naked. <laughs> totally different sure. feeling. People yeah. are like, what the hell is going on? Why is there do a you, nude person? Do you, um, so some people do the naked to the ride event. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that too, like, I feel like just kind of like feeds into the energy. But yeah. so you're saying that riding home though is like different per mm-hmm. se. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've definitely gotten some looks before. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I didn't have time. Actually, there have been times that I've given my clothes to somebody else because they had bags. And I didn't. And then I was and then like, you get separated. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then I'm like, well, I got to go home now. <laughs> yeah. and That's when you know you've truly gone to a few world naked bike rides. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, one you are looking forward to that you haven't done yet, besides SDP, obviously. Oh, I want to do Crater Lake, mm-hmm. the ride the rim. Oh yeah, that yeah. is in September. Yeah, yeah. I missed it this yeah. last year, and I, yeah, I'd really like to do it because again, I like to ride trains, and you get to ride the train down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous, it's a, it's, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I took that um, from Klamath Falls, and it was like in August, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And just the amount of snow that I saw from the train was so amazing. Yeah, oh wow! Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely one in my future plans. So. Yeah, right now. And for our listeners who haven't heard of the Crater Lake or the the ride the rim ride, uh, essentially the Park Service shuts off the highway on the beginning and ending dates of the parks being open. Uh, so for a day there, you can actually have the entire highway to yourself mm. and other riders. It's a pretty fun way to experience Crater Lake. Just sounds so amazing. <laughs> Just empty roads like that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's like the dream come true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you, Jesse, so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Yeah. You're welcome. Would you like to stick around for our mail and calendar and events? Sure. Okay. I got more beer to finish anyway. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got got a big one just for us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't, don't ever use that. Don't worry, Tim. We will continue to use that. <laughs> you can count on us. Hey, there's a new thing on the ca- There's actually a few, but there's a new thing on the front of our calendar. There yeah. is. In fact, on the second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Riders Club. What is the Joyful Riders the Club? The Joyful Riders Club. This happens in Minneapolis. This came to us from our good friend, Andre Johnson. He sent a few pictures to us. I will... Uh, show those in our mail later i see Um, snow and fat bikes but yes i'm in apparently goes all year and it is a just a fun group ride i would say probably akin to the tnr the thursday night ride here or Mm -hmm. the uh 
the Indianapolis or Boston bike parties. Speaking uh, of yes. the Boston bike party, the second Friday of every month is the Boston bike party. <laughs> and the second Friday of every month is also the Indianapolis bike party. And if you miss any of the above, every second Sunday of every month, and we'll have them on the show soon, is the Corviday bike. In two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> looking forward to it. And I just missed this last one was also uh, just yesterday. <laughs> did it also go by your house? No, it didn't. Oh, okay. Just checking. If they did, well, if they did, I didn't see them. I, but there is this, this kind of fantasy I have of like seeing a small group ride go by my house of like people that I know and like mm-hmm. inviting them in for like coffee or tea. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, building on this concept, yes. have you thought of like a rocket bike that's the bike you leave specifically by the door until that next ride goes by? <laughs> so so instantly, boom, you're there. You're like, that, I'm that on the ride. That would be my, my regular Because you've got bike more than because, one. <laughs> well, they, they do just sit, the ones that I ride for, the one that I ride for mm-hmm. work and and most other things does just sit by the door. So you already have a <laughs> so rocket I, bike. I guess that is my rocket bike, yeah. Nice, nice. On the second Sunday of every month, we have me reading the same line twice, but on February 24th, (laughs) we have Menagerie in Motion Kinetic kinetic Derby in Gainesville, Florida. Yes. And also in Florida, in the Daytona Beach area is, this is a new one, on February 24th, the Not-So-Noisy Community Festival Bike Ride. And this came to us from listener Jason Oftenberg. Thanks, Jason. He says, here in Daytona Beach with the Daytona 500, etc., bike means motorcycles. So we've named our bike ride the Not-So-Noisy Ride. (laughs) (laughs) We'll also have the Florida premiere of the film Why We Cycle, and we will provide a link to the trailer to that film. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, there's so many good events on the calendar coming up. Um, on April 8th, we have Pedal Pursuit. April 14th, the Lads 500. Are you doing this? Uh, no, I am not. But I would what? love. You should. You yes. should join a team or start a team or or yes. Okay. Do it. All or right. Just show up. I'm sure. Like somebody. I could yes. just show up and just bike around with you guys. Yes. The Sprocket <laughs> Podcast has a team there, and we will be. Uh, uh, interviewing. I don't know how I'm gonna figure this out yet, but I, in my head, I'll, I'll I've got this idea of trying to interview on the fly. Yeah. So yeah. On April 29th, we have the Monster Cookie Metric Century. Yes, a Metric Century in the Salem Shampooy Park area mm-hmm. around there with a Monster Cookie at the end. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Might not. Well, it's probably just as good as a. Uh, Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> shortcake. Strawberry oh. shortcake. Go go to both. Have some of each. Wait, can you have that on your whole thirty? Uh, is it if it's man, giant? Is it allowed? <laughs> I should by April 29th, I should have reintroduced all the other food groups okay. by this time. Whether or not I decide to continue <laughs> eating them. <laughs> on <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> on May nineteenth, we have the DC bike ride. Whole 30 and otherwise compliant. <laughs> on, on June 23rd, pedal, pedal, P-E-T-A-L, P-E-D-A-L-N. If you register online and enter the coupon code SPROCKET18, you will get $5 off your registration. And similarly, the same is valid for August 19th for the Portland Century and September 2nd for Tour de Lab. Yes. Not able to enter a coupon code but however quite interesting september 22nd 
the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Massachusetts. And upcoming, could I just point out for a second? Yes. That like that's incredibly validating that the Sprocket Podcast has an actual code <laughs> generated by code. somebody that's not ourselves, right? To yes. something else. Yes. Thank you once again, Axiom and Ashley. Um, also, MeUndies.com. Enter. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So upcoming. Very, it's a very podcasty thing to do. Oh, though. is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't. Enter I haven't... coupon yes. code. Oh, You know, what shit. is it? At Mark checkout. Marin. We, we, we haven't Marin been. 13. <laughs> we haven't been bothering people enough. We need no. to step up our game. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, so upcoming are our film by bike tour dates. Boise, Idaho, February 8th. Our house, Denmark, March 3rd. South by Southwest, March 9th through 12th. Copenhagen, March 10th. Albany, New York, July 22nd. Seattle, Washington. To be announced soon. Same as Vancouver, Washington. Arcata, California, November 2018. And Bendigo, Australia, October of 2018. And lastly, I've got a question, Guthrie. Yes. Are you too humble to add your art show dates onto our calendar? Oh, <laughs> maybe is this is this the thing or so, is it so, just like you just keep forgetting to add it on mostly i just or forget do you just hope like we we forget about it and e- e- take you know. your pick okay. <laughs> <laughs> no so well, I, i'm I, gonna I, put you in the spotlight here you're good. you have an art show coming up and i don't remember when because it's not on our calendar it's true <laughs> it's true well and it's good that it's not on our calendar um because if anybody showed up at uh floyd's looking for my artwork this past month you might have noticed it is not there. And oh no! And that's that's perfectly okay. Um, but there was a a, a slight extension of the current resident artist there, and so oh, okay. I think I'd originally said February. Um, we are now, to the best of my knowledge, still confirmed for April, and April first through April something is going to be uh, my art show. Awesome! So if you want to come, great. If not, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but either way, there you have it. That's Floyd's Coffee House. The downtown, the, downtown the old town Chinatown location. Yes, that's yeah, we'll get we'll get it up on the calendar okay. here. All right. <laughs> and that is the end of our calendar. <laughs> Love that baritone sax. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as the morning light. Pedal just From trimet.org, adding and expanding bus service through spring of 2019. Um, we can, we're continuing a 10-year expansion of transit throughout the Portland area, all-night service to PDX, 24-hour bus lines, a new route over the Fremont Bridge, and we're about to finalize a list or the list of bus service improvements we'll make later this year and early next year. These are just a few of their of our ideas. 24-hour uh, oh, 20, bus yep. line. Oh, it's got to be. Yes, please. Thank you. I know. What, what would be the first line to get that? Burnside. What do you think? The the Burnside, oh, yeah. what is that, the 15? Uh, I think it's 20. Or 20, yeah. yes, 15 yeah. is Belmont, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. There's there's hundreds of bus lines. Um, the the I, I just feel like the Burnside would be such a good choice, but it, mainly it comes from wanting people who work past midnight downtown to be able to get back home sure. at night. Yeah. Um, 
I think there's arguments all across the board for 24-hour bus service in multiple lines or multiple locations. Mm -hmm. But if I had to choose just one, that would be my choice. It's a good choice. It's the one right in the center of like north-south. Like it's the north-south. It's the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. Equator, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, yes. I was thinking the 72 just because that's, you know, that runs along uh, 82nd. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most populated routes, yeah. at least in my experience mm-hmm. that I've seen. Oh, yeah. I, I like, yeah, I think there's probably like 10 lines, <laughs> maybe 15 you could add to yeah. the like, please, please list. Um, I just think, gosh, it's been too long since 24 hour yeah. bus service has been considered. I think it's really great yeah. that that's on the board. And I didn't realize there wasn't a route over the Fremont Bridge. Mm. Nor had I. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently that's one of the things that they're hoping for. That seems pretty doable. Yeah, I think so. Plus, um, a 24-hour route over the Fremont Bridge, if it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. if it's past midnight, then you're not going to have that much traffic. So yeah. you know, why not run a bus? Um, there is some news. I had not gotten a chance to send it, but we'll, yeah. we'll cover it next week. I just wanted to touch briefly on it. If you visit TriMet's website, there's a survey on what the future of our oh, yes. transportation, like the physical cars, they're asking for user input on that process. Yes. And I've, I've made it pretty clear what my, what my input is on that. But yes, definitely go there and we'll, if you yeah. can, uh, we'll get it linked link up for either this episode. Too. We'll put it in next episode too. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are a transit writer, basically what, what TriMet is doing is they've identified a section of the fleet, which is now considered outdated. And so over the course of the next five or so years, they're going to be expanding or, or replacing those, um, mainly moving from the step up type trains or the step up type cars. I don't understand how that was ever approved yeah. as yeah. an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you look, it's, it's funny. Like, I know the saying is hindsight is twenty twenty, um, but, <laughs> but sometimes you really just do hit those moments where you're like, gosh, that's such a great idea to have you not have to step up onto. <clears throat> anyway, TriMet is doing something about it. Thank you for your um, endeavors, and we look forward to cars that you can step onto without stepping up to. Sure. And I mean, just, just something accessible to all levels yeah. Yeah. of ridership. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was that was always my main hang up for the step up cars. Yep. Was mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, they always paired them with some with another car that was leveled to the tracks, but there's still you're cutting your ridership, or at least you're cutting your accessibility. You're excluding right? certain mm-hmm. riders. Yeah, 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 not even cutting. You're just simply excluding certain yeah, riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was. It was always. I mean, yeah, it's tough for me to lift my bike up these steps mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are people who can't just walk up them yeah. walk up the steps yeah know? yeah absolutely it's yeah it's nice to nice to see change in that direction those. yes thank you and also go take the survey <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have a link to that uh on our show notes there so there we got another piece here from the chicago tribune um this came to us via my partner lady anna uh this uh the title is of this article black neighborhoods still see most bike tickets police data shows mm. uh in the chicago area um 56% of all bike tickets were issued in majority black neighborhoods 
compared to 24 in Latino neighborhoods and 18% in white neighborhoods. Wow. This is Chicago police statistics. Uh, black, Latinos, and whites each make up about a third of the city's residents, according to U.S. Census. Um, so that means if each are, you know, one-third, 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 mm-hmm. you would think that the... Uh, 33% yeah, across the board. Yeah, it mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. It is not. Uh, the new numbers obtained through public records requests also show that while enforcement pattern has not changed, overall tickets are down by 14%. Mm. So they're ticketing less, but still in the same proportion. That's a big mm. difference. Yeah. That, like, I, there, yeah. there are differences in many cases that are of that extent. Well, the reason for this is that last June, police efforts under the new Vision Zero Traffic Safety Plan, which included cycling, decided to focus on education and high crash areas hmm. and not use increased tickets to measure success, which is something I think a lot of vision zero plans have failed at in the past. Okay. Um, this is something I'm less aware of. Oh, what, really? What's the, yeah. What's the, so you understand the, the whole yes. vision zero thing oh, yes. and at least the goal behind it. And I know it's more of an abstract as opposed to an actual like, mm-hmm. um, organization anymore Mm -hmm. and vision Uh, zero is essentially the concept that no amount of uh injury or fatality is acceptable in a modern society on on our roadways or our transit systems right and it's it's more of an engineering problem as opposed to Mm -hmm. a uh a transportation problem or yeah transportation as an engineering anyway um and one of the issues has been in the past is you know the the easy fix would be to Go like okay, well, speeds are too high. We'll just, we'll just um, uh, grant more or cite more tickets for speeding, mm-hmm. you know. And what the unintended consequence or consequence of that would be a um, uh, it was disproportionate, disproportionate, to, okay. yeah, penalties. Um, you know, more people of color, more more blacks and Latinos, mm-hmm. uh, especially here in Portland, uh, more blacks, Latinos, and Asians. We're getting ticketed mm. um, in in those areas and uh-huh. and um, whites in in white neighborhoods especially were pretty much staying the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so while there was like an increase in in citations, um, the increase was very disproportional. Interesting. And, yeah. That did tie into an article I'd read earlier this week about um, marijuana legal legalization by state. And how yes. the ticketing and the enforcement rates, similar distribution to this study, um, which I guess in hindsight is not that surprising, but also I was very sad to find yeah. that to yeah. still be the case. Well, and go about the number Ugh. of people who are still in jail for yeah, right. what would otherwise be legal crime, well, mm-hmm. crimes, be yeah. legal actions yeah. at yeah. this point. Yeah. 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 It's, it's incredibly interesting. I'd, yeah, I'd like to read up more on that. I hadn't actually known about that in regards to Vision Zero. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, an interesting uh, externality. Crap, I can't remember her name now. Uh, well, we'll I'll check it, it out later. Out. But there's a great uh, blog from a local writer Excellent. that uh, that really dissected some of the blind sides okay. of, yeah. of Vision Zero. Yeah. yeah, let's check it out. Um, But, you know, what? we may not have well thought out critique of vision zero but you know what we do have what do we have we got mail (laughs) hey we got mail 
So from Jeremy Kitchen in New Zealand, day 14, question mark, question mark, question mark, kilometers in 1,000 kilometers to go. I don't know how many kilometers he went. I couldn't read it in the in the photograph. Ah. Yeah. So we got a, a postcard, a physical piece a of physical mail. physical mail. This is our I first postcard from New Zealand. This, uh, if I if I we am see. recalling correctly. Um, so Jeremy says, after two weeks on the trail, I finally arrived in Queenstown. I was it was originally going to be a bailout point if I decided not oh, to continue nice. on down the trail, but I just dropped my spare gearbox in the mail for a few weeks uh, down the trail. So it looks like I'm committed now. As in Japan, y'all helped me through the shitty days by giving me familiar, comforting voices to focus on <laughs> rather than the pain in my foot. The two, I, I don't know where the fuck it? I went with that. Um, <laughs> nope, back, back to me. Back to, back to Guthrie here, Jeremy. You thought you were getting a shitty British accent, but actually, I'm just going to read the rest of the sentence. I'm walking through the heat or whatever is ailing me. Thanks for the show and keep on trucking. I'm almost caught up. What are you going to do then? Oh, no, wait, wait. I should be giving, like, comforting voices. You're going to be all right. Things are going to be be okay. okay. We believe in you, which is actually true. Thousand miles. You can do this, Jeremy. You got it. It's not even a thousand miles. It's a, a, oh, wait. Oh, kilometers. Kilometers, yeah. Kilometers, way less. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's like, less than a thousand miles, or kilometers. Yes. Yes. Metric system. I mean, they couldn't even, they couldn't (laughs) even write a song about that, right? You know, walking 1,000 kilometers. Yeah, the rhyming pattern was just, like, all over the place. So when, whenever anybody makes an argument against the metric system, I'm going to point out that song. And I'm going to be like, you know what? If we didn't have the mile system, think about how shitty that song would have been. That was a European country which went by kilometers. God damn it. No, no, no. This, this adds to your argument. They had to, they had to convert. They had to go to miles for the song because kilometers just is not catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Take Anyways. that metric system. <laughs> uh, uh, lastly, from Andre Johnson, uh, he talks about the Joyful Riders Club every second Thursday, and he sends us some cool pictures. Minneapolis skyline in the background, wood for the bonfire in the Travoy trailer, 10 degrees, which is 20 degrees warmer than January's ride. And I'll show you a little picture there. If I can expand it. Yeah. It. Just goes to show, oh, no wow. matter the season, no matter the weather, nice. you can always get out and have some fun you on a bicycle. You can always have fun on a bicycle. Yes. Even if your bike is not a fat bike, you can still go push your tires around in the snow <laughs> and have a real gallop of it. You did pretty well like with just your standard Oh yeah, 26.1.5, <laughs> you bet your ass I rocked it. <laughs> I did not do so well on the 26.1.5s, <laughs> but... Uh, I will admit, I, I did slip at times, but I, yeah. I made it work. <laughs> do you ever do much biking in the snow? You know, we've only had a few occasions to try it, and um, every... I I get scared of it, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Better and safe then I'm, than sorry. And then know? I'm building stuff with snow. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun. Yeah. Well, I suppose that brings us to the end of things. That it does. Thank you once again, Jesse. Yes. Thank you guys so in. much yeah. for having me. This and and we look beautiful. forward to hearing developments on your on your century rides and yeah, anything that's coming up, let us know. All right, I will. And I'm sure I'll see you guys out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we've got you as an honorary uh potential team member on the Lads five hundred <laughs> already. There you go. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Ready? Let's do it.
The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous supports of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Melamgar, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Dan, no, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar, or Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll be home soon, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division. Thanks for the pictures, Andre. Josh Zissin, Richard G, Guthrie Straw, who's sitting right next to me. Hello. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regrainery. Campsite, Mackner's David, who's going to be riding the Lads 500 with us. Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florney. Jeremy Kitchen, thanks for the postcard. David Belay, Tim Coleman. Mr. T, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran. Brad we'll Hipwell. see you Friday, maybe. Oh, yeah. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, thanks for the mail. Microcosm Publishing. David Moore, Todd Grosbeck. Chris Barron, Chris Barron. And Chris Barron. Sean Baird. Simon Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow. Jimmy Diesel. And Dude Luna. And to all of our former donors who've helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. $3.99. They just get better every time. Good yes. Video of it. Success. I think so. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. we could have saved the whole thing. Nice. Um, I got to erase data off that card. If not, a... I still got the backup. Nice. <laughs> I was so underwhelmed by bread, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. What, so <laughs> this was what, the thing I was, was looking forward experience? to most. Like that's why I put it the first thing to to reintroduce. Did, did just, you did you like had, set yourself up for success? I had or, a peanut butter sandwich, okay. which. I can't have jelly because that still has sugar and I haven't reintroduced sugar yet. Mm. Um, so I had a peanut butter sandwich, which, you know, I don't know how people do just peanut butter and bread. Well, oh. usually you put jam on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jam or jelly or something because, like, it just, it just stuck. You know, you're just yep, doing yep. You don't just scoop time. peanut butter into your mouth because that is... That is delicious. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like I feel like peanut butter and bread is actually almost a step back from what peanut butter or just, just bread. Peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're um, like taking two. Po- and then I had a burrito. I had a burrito, and Hells, I can't have yeah. cheese. I I didn't have I didn't have dairy there, so like I had a burrito that was like I don't know. It was missing a lot. It didn't have the sour cream. It didn't have the the uh, the the crumbles, the mm. crumbly cheese. Mm. So. There, there will Anyways, be a time. I was underwhelmed by bread. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to hijack the the calendar. Just it's for okay, my Aaron. We, we can tell this whole thirty is is affecting. <laughs> it's like my. We don't hold it. It's like you. my thing. It's like, you know, when someone discovers, um, I don't know, like just a, like they they 
discover a new thing, it's like how they filter their entire experience yep. for a yep. while. It's like a, it's that. like the the infomercial late at night. Have you ever discovered <laughs> the whole thirty? Right, right. <laughs> See how it can change your life. But it's like, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to vilify anyone in unintentionally, and I'm sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings. But it's like when you have that friend who like is like, you know, have you ever, have you ever like rode 50 miles like yeah yeah that's cool have you ever rode 50 miles while high (laughs) (laughs) blow your mind man (laughs) blow your mind it's kind of like that like have you ever rode 50 miles while on hole 30 Mm -hmm. amazing it's a it's a psychedelic experience (laughs) exactly 